Alright, let's go. Let's fucking do it! Ah! Welcome to your football fantasy. Alright, you twat waffles. Welcome back to the show. This is the last show that we're going to be doing for this season. I think we're taking seven or eight weeks off, guys. I'm not sure we've decided. We will come back to you uh, during draft season. That is the NFL draft season. Give you the lay, lay of the land for the rookies. Kind of do, uh, do a draft episode and then dive into all the wonderful offseason shit that we do every year. We've done it once. That counts as every year, right? So I'm Dwee's Nuts, one of the hosts of the show. With me is a Big Wiz and Bullfrog. How are you guys today? Both of you about laying down on the couch, I mean in the studio. Just bittersweet. Last one for a while. Did, did we I'm get... coming off a rough two-week stretch here, guys. <laughs> As it turns out, Bullfrog, you weren't the only one who threw a ball over his house that night. The good doctor? The good doctor and his pissed poor question writing. <laughs> he, he went home and lost his lunch all over his wife. Shit, I was just telling that story to some co-workers yesterday still. That you barfed still everywhere? brewing, yeah. You barfed everywhere or you got all the questions right? That I barfed everywhere. You got Nobody cares that I got part. all the questions right. They don't, they're clueless on that aspect of it. <laughs> it, was, it was domination. I don't know how you felt about it. but Well, I feel your... Uh, well, we actually did some preparation for the show and talked about some things. You were over here just cramming in all the all, all the stats. <laughs> so, at the so when it was this this tight end finished number four. I looked ding, at ding, ding, ding. I looked at stats for two minutes I tried, before I tried. the show. I, I I I tried. I at least buzzed in. None of those were kickers, by the way. I thought some of the things that he gave away were like this: this team finished twenty yeah, twenty ninth overall, or it was. The worst thing is. One of the couple good ones that you got, I'll give you that. The, the thing that scares me the most is just to think if I would have gotten all those wrong, I would have <laughs> taken a shot on oh all those God, questions too. Damn, I literally might have been dead. Yeah, but see, I'm not sure. You were feeling so good about yourself. I think you were just, you were just free flowing. That, maybe that's why I was getting it right. Just the, the energy, the energy was positive. It was flowing. We walked out of the studio that night, and when you stepped into the hallway, you bounced off both walls. Ended up shattering your phone that night. Hey, let's 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 do news. What are you drinking over there? This week in football. Whiskey and Coke. What kind of whiskey? Buffalo Trace. I don't know what that is. Yeah, you wouldn't know. It's colored. Wow. Colored. Is that racist? No, that's non-racist. That's racist. Very fucking racist. Did you tell Froggy about getting uh, you eye fucking that? guy what guy did i i fuck <laughs> main street oh did we tell you about that guy <laughs> wow so there was a, you tell it no 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 no. you you like to tell us stories and i, I like to hear your perception of it okay so but, but I, I will give you some good details about this was he eye banging a guy so oh no he ate eye banging the shit out of him for the most 10 awkward moments or minutes i've ever had in my life wiz and i went to uh we went to see i don't know what game it was it was a playoff. Was Seattle versus it was a Cowboys. Seattle Cowboy game. Okay, we went up to a, a bar here down the road. Bar was fucking slammed, so we had to go all the way to the back of the bar, uh, like where they have games and stuff. And there's like one random high top table, 
and like one TV right in front of it. So we sat there. Nobody else is around. It's just kind of the two of us. We're sitting on the same side of the table so we can see the fucking TV. Um, That's you know, true. It, was just, it wasn't like we were in a booth, asshole. rubbing legs. It would be no, weird if we were in a booth. So we're, so we're, it's a few hours into the game, right? Um, some drunk guy had already come and talked to us. Cause About was, Michael, I, Michael Trubisky. Michael Trubisky. Bears fan. He saw my Bears jacket. He's like, I'm a huge, I got a Bears ring on my yeah, hand. Michael Trubisky's a shit. I'm like, okay, buddy. <laughs> something, something made people feel like they could come talk to us. Because anyway, we were closest to the bathroom. We were very close to the bathroom. So this one guy, clearly a little bit drunk, walks past our table stops a few steps away, turns around, looks at us, um, and, you know, my immediate reaction, and looks at us like like he recognizes somebody. My immediate reaction was like, obviously, Wiz knows this guy. Uh, and I guess Wiz's immediate reaction was, obviously, Nuts knows this guy. Neither of us knew the guy. He kind of slowly ambled his way back over to our table. Still staring at us. While giving us this really creepy back-and-forth, like, stare right into our eyeballs, one than the other. But, like... The look on his face when he did it, and then when he sat at the table and sort of leaned into the table on both of his elbows, continuing to look back and forth between us, the look on his face was like just sheer admiration, right? He's looking at us like we're fucking gods, like we did something that is worthy of this man's praise. And eventually, after sitting silently for a while, and yeah, I made eye contact with him because... Let me explain you know, some more I'm things a, here. I'm an alpha male, and I don't pre, I don't backstab. Like, no, 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 no. Like, how close were we? It, like it, this close? It, it, yeah, no, no. But this table is like half the size of this. Buddy. It's a small head top table. Okay. Bar so the table. he's sitting there. In, in Nuts' quest to prove his domination on the on the world, he just continues to I fuck the shit out of this guy, and this does go on for over five minutes staring at the table. So eventually he speaks. Wow. Eventually he speaks, and he says, "You know." I just gotta tell you guys, and I don't remember exactly the words, but he says, I just gotta tell you guys, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> like, okay. I thought you were a gay couple. Okay, he says, he says, you know, I, I've, I've walked past you guys a couple of times, and it's just, your love is so inspiring. <laughs> like, it's just so clear to everybody that this, this, it's just it's this crazy love you've got for each other. Oh my. And I'm so proud of is you. Is this real life? You know, this guy... This guy I thought he was fucking with us because he he's, he's a beard like a beard guy a goatee yeah yeah tattoos he just keeps he just keeps going he's a closet he keeps he's going a yes and at, at one point he's like he's like I don't know I don't know if you guys are, are married or what and was like yeah I'm married to somebody else uh, he didn't say to a woman he just said to somebody <laughs> else so then the guy's like all right so I don't know if this is like just some date or something but clearly the it's love working. Is, is working. Yeah, wow. He, at one point he asked us, you guys are sitting alone in this back table, and I did ask, I, we, I did tell him that I wish the lights were a little bit darker in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did say something gay That's like that. That's fucking awesome. Uh, and, and, but you just can tear the eye fucking. Yeah, like, I don't know how you react. Like, what do you say? We're you like, don't keep eye fucking the like, shit out of him. You watch the like, game whatever. a little bit. So uh, uh, eventually, after yeah. another five minutes of silently staring at us with just this deep admiration for our bubble of love, he stood from the table and he kind of walked around the side toward Wiz a little closer and, and was leaned on the table and he continued just fucking looking at us back and forth with just this like this giddy exuberation for like exuberance? Exuberance. Exuberance for like this insane love. So there's two things I'd like to point out. We did ask the waitress later if we got, gave off any gayness. Right. Any gay vibes. She, gay vibes. She, she said, said no. 
But if she had to pick one of us that was gay, she picked him. To clarify, it is only because I wear purple bracelets. <laughs> I, I, which is what I did say it, that It doesn't you, matter. Only because I wear the purple bracelet. And I still thought this guy was fucking around with us, right? Yeah. But when we walked past him and we left the bar... Sitting on the bar... Closet. Closet. You were 100% yeah. correct in yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. We, fi- we figured out what was going on. He wants to come out, but he's yeah. afraid to come out, and he was really proud of us. Yeah. Well, it was a very awkward that's moment. That's a moment you guys was, will always remember. <laughs> it's a very awkward... It was <laughs> awkward as shit. Very lengthy moment. Oh, anyway. Um, I, I'm convinced that between the two of us, he's the gay When He had the hair flip going that you've got going right now. That's the gayest <laughs> thing that was going on at the table. I can't help it that you were wearing purple, buddy. I got purple hey, bracelets. We asked, the, wait, we asked the cute waitress, and she said you. Hey, if you could, you'd hair flip it too, you fucker. Oh, fuck, no. I used to have hair. I'd never you flip like to bring my goddamn hair, buddy. I just fucking woke up and went to school or work or wherever I had to go because I'm a man, and I don't give a shit about <laughs> right You make me laugh. I don't even manscape, not so recently. What's your stance on manscaping? Oh, you manscape. Recently, I started for the wife to try to get more booty. So it was just been fucking, she couldn't find her dick half the time? Dude, I, 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 I rock a fucking king bush, man. What the fuck is like wrong with you? African king I get bush. That, that you're a little bit older than we are, and that you, is, that, is that still cool? I'll let that shit fly. It's just easier. So you're a big manscaper? Oh, yeah. Okay, so shit. that's also the gayer thing here, about, I think. Let's go, what was it? That's about three nights ago, three or four nights ago, I did a real, real tight, clean handshake. <laughs> well, the wife, you know, she yeah. gave her a nice little background, so I'm like, it's time to get a little dick sucking going. Mm-hmm. So she and she's like, "Whoa, this is kind of pleasurable when it's all nice." And now that I mean, she was, she was going deep on that thing, oh, fucking yeah. gurgling. I was like, "Oh shit!" She's not like no hair or anything around there. That's like, nice. Ooh, yeah. You try to keep that thing. So, nice so and like tight I more did, on. I did shave it up a couple of weeks ago. Megan didn't give a shit. I mean, <laughs> my wife doesn't give a shit. She doesn't care. About it. She enjoyed picking all my pubes out of her mouth. It's <laughs> fucking disgusting. I think I did this once before, but... Uh... This week in football. We'll, we'll go some news, right? We're not obviously going to talk about this week. We're not talking about the playoffs anymore. But there's some stuff coming up uh, for next year already that we need to talk about. A few weeks ago I said uh, I'm concerned about Cam maybe not being on this team at all next year. Probably going to be on the team, but news just came out that he may need another shoulder surgery, and if he does, likely to sit out the entire season next year. So let's work under the assumption that he is going to sit out the entire season. If you watched any of the season this year, he didn't ever look right. Something was wrong with him. What? He's not sitting out. Not going to happen. So let's say he does. Okay, this, this has been a powerful offense with weapons that are valuable in fantasy football you think about christian mccaffrey for example and depending on your format the number one running back in the league what happens to this offense if anybody other than cam newton is running it cam newton was terrible last year he was so so in theory it should be able to get better offense offensively they could get a a decent quarterback who can throw the ball and hit more throws because cam is not accurate it's magic fits magic no, I think you go how Foles. Well, eh, but Foles is going to be signed by somebody who wants them more than just one year as right. a rental. Maybe. You'd think. <clears throat> That's tough. It's kind of a wait and see. I mean, it, they have the benefit of a, the division, I feel like, uh, playing against Tampa and Atlanta. But I bet both of those defenses will improve a little bit from this year just because of injuries. But uh, 
Something to watch. Yeah. Something to watch for over the offseason. Does, this... does, it, does it hurt McCaffrey one way or another? Um, I what I haven't looked up and I should have is the splits when Cam was in and when Cam wasn't in McCaffrey this year and how he Didn't, did. How many Cam, Cam played almost almost every game. Well, he he's at least started almost every game, yeah. but he missed halves here and there. So this there are some splits available. I wouldn't imagine there was any difference. I, the only thing I would sit there and say is if you get a better quarterback, someone's receiver numbers might go up. Yeah, but which Funches? I like more the best. DJ Moore. Yes. Yeah, DJ Moore. Yeah, I think Funches is going to get phased out of there. He's garbage. Well, I think Smith more might, in uh, Samuel. Yeah. But Edo Smith might be. Edo Smith is a running back in Atlanta. Or who's the tight end? Edo. Not Edo. You're talking about uh, Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas. Yeah. There you go. He could be good. Uh, team to watch next year. A situation to watch next year. We'll see if he ends up sitting out. I think he's going to get another shoulder surgery because I don't think his shoulder was right at any point this year. But we'll see. Um, we're going to skip this next point because it doesn't matter anymore. We were going to talk about the Arctic Blast set to hit Kansas City on Sunday for that big Kansas City-New England game, but it's not coming. Real quick, who you guys got winning this weekend? Who do I want to win or who do I think's going to win? Think. Um, I think the Patriots will win the AFC because they're the Patriots and they don't know how to lose, especially in the playoffs. Um, and in the NFC, I think it's going to be a better game. It'll be a tight game. I think they're again... Both teams will try to run the ball. Um, if the Rams can run the ball, the Rams will win. Ooh, powerful. This is somebody who picked the Saints going to the Super Bowl. I hope the Saints do win, and I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned if the Saints lost their defense tackle. Yep. That's, that's concerning to me. Mm-hmm. But I'll be cheering for the Saints. I'll be cheering for the Chiefs. All right. How about you? I'll go New England in the New Orleans. Brady versus Breeze, old man for the Super Bowl. I'm going to take Kansas City and the Rams because they were my Super Bowl pick going into this playoffs, and I'd like to see that come to fruition. If that happens, the oldest quarterback combined age ever. I would imagine For 81 and a half or something. It'll be the when the NFC game starts, it'll be the the largest difference of quarterbacks against each other until the AFC game plays. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, it'll be Brady is, yeah, and Mahomes. Golf's only, what, second or third yeah. year? And Mahomes' second year? All right, so we mentioned Foles a minute ago. The Eagles have very clearly and unequivocally committed to Carson Wentz for next year as their starter. Uh, Nick Foles, for the past two years, has gone 10-4 and four as a starter, right? Two of those loss came, losses came at the beginning of the season when he was playing like shit, but he looked amazing when he stepped in again this year's second half. Is this a mistake by the Eagles, should they move off of Wentz and, and ride the hot hand, no, as is popular around the entire NFL? Wentz is the better long-term quarterback. He, he has, He's a pure quarterback. Um, we always talk about higher ceilings. He has it. Foles, prior to last year's playoffs, has been a career backup. So, the, answer is, the correct answer is who they're picking, that's Wentz. Okay, so... I will say that you're discrediting what he did once he did step in. He might have been a career backup in the past, but maybe he's taken a step. I think he looked very good this year. Uh, I thought it was surprising that Wentz looked pretty bad. My concern is, is, is Wentz did tear his ACL pretty late last year, and was he actually back? And, and was he? Yeah, I don't think they were ready. He was ready. He was not ready to come back. And we talked about that in the offseason. What's his mentality going to be like? And, that's and he wasn't ready. He was missing throws. He was couldn't. He wasn't mobile back there. Any love for Foles over there, Bullfrog? <sighs> yeah, I do. I have a little love for Foles. Uh... I think he fits the system that Philly's trying to do mm-hmm. almost better than what Wentz is doing. I mean, 
when Foles is on, he's he's like he's kind of Brady esque, where he's getting rid of that ball as fat, like oh, yeah. you know, real Very fast. Good. You know, it's a quick drop, and he knows he's finding a release. Uh, he's only twenty nine. Wince is twenty six. So the age argument's really Close. Non- non-issue. Close. You know, when guys are playing till forty anyway. Uh, oof, that's a tough one. Before Wince, before Wince turns his ACL, he had what thirty three touchdowns and like. Four interceptions. It was, it was ridiculous. I mean, he was he was gonna be the MVP. Crazy, crazy number. Yes, but let's let's. let's I, re- I, I agree with your statement that Foles fits that offense great, and he does. He truly does. Right. And I think is to me is he more of a product of that system. And the, the the thing that concerns me with Wentz is like that was his rookie year, right? Yeah. And we've no, seen second year. This he, year? No, last year. Mm-mm. No, when Wentz went crazy, he was a rookie. rookie year. Yeah. Okay. We've seen rookies before go crazy, and then they kind of come back to earth. And uh, Foles proved it in a fucking Super Bowl run. I mean, what else do you have to do? I don't know. Clearly, so. I, I I don't know what I would do if I was the owner or GM of the Eagles. Honestly, it'd be it's a tough spot. Part of the reason, you know, you have the draft capital. You took Carson Wentz as the second overall player, so there's a, there's an expectation from the top down that you give him more of a chance than somebody like Foles who. Um, they didn't draft Foles at all, right? Where did St. Louis draft? Okay, so so there's a there's this whole thing in the league, right? If you draft somebody high, they got a lot more rope uh, than than somebody that doesn't didn't get drafted, right? But do you think if Foles would have led him to another Super Bowl, then is it Foles that they look to keep? Is it just it was he just two games short of being the guy instead of Wentz? If yeah, let's say Foles wins you two Silver, silver Bowls, how do you, you get fucking, rid of them? Yeah. yeah, so he's two games away. He would have been. Philly. Those fans like, would fucking eat. They're fucking they're delusional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yet to be seen. You know, the expectation is at this point Foles is not going to be on that team again next year. If he can go to another team and whether he gets a chance or not perform like he performed in Philly, then we'll kind of have our answer. If Wentz can come back and we'll see what happens when he's. When he's fully healthy and ready to play again next year, well, if he can play well or if he plays like he did this year, we'll kind of get our answer. Until then, there's no so, way to know. So, just to confirm, Wentz was drafted in the 2016 NFL draft. Yeah, so that was the second year. That was the second year. That's oh, what okay. I told you. Yeah. First time you were right. We'll talk about that later in the show. Yes, we Not will. Not the first time I was right. Um, all right, so let's talk about coaches. We are in this offseason going to have a coaching changes show where we will dig deep into all of the head coaching hires and fires, all of the coordinators, offensive and defensive hires and fires, and what that's going to mean for fantasy. But I just want to talk about these head coaching hires or presumed hires now, just briefly. Get your initial take on some of these, uh, whether it's a good hire, bad hire, you like it or not. And and some of these, some of these are uh, pretty polarizing, right? These aren't. This is not a reshuffling of the old guard in the NFL anymore. We're seeing. We're seeing some some new blood come in here and get some opportunities. Which we'll see if that's worse, a good thing. Yeah, well, two two reshuffles. Yeah, six six new guys. Yeah. So first off, uh, I put this one on here because it's hurt my one heart. Reshuffle. Vic Fangio, Gase and Arians, the best defensive coordinator Arians. in the so entire Arians league over, right? for the Chicago Bears huh? over the past Retired. couple of seasons is out of Chicago. Hired as the head coach. Is this his first head coaching? Position. He's coaching that for like 30 years. He's 60, some 70, whatever he is years old, some. been coaching forever, and he's finally a head coach. He's a great defensive coordinator. Yeah. He's Phenomenal. fantastic. Yes. He's going to get his chance as a head coach in Denver, who's got some defensive pieces there for him to be able to step in and succeed on that side of the ball. Should they have focused on the offense? I don't know. 
Uh, we'll see what he's going to do for the offense. Who's the offensive coordinator going to be then? Didn't they hire somebody already? It was Kubiak. And Kubiak, de- at, after he accepted decline and stepped away, yeah, and so now we'll went s- to Seattle, I think, right? And no, he went to he went to Minnesota. We'll see who they we'll see who um, they bring in. Uh, to me, this team needed an offensive mind to step in because that offense. I like. I, see, I like this. I thought it, it was. Uh, I mean, Elway actually he kicked the trend to the side and actually went the only proven. I shouldn't say the only Arians, but he is, he he picked the one guy who actually might be the best fit for his team, and his team is clearly favors the defense. We know he's a good coach. Phenomenal there, coach. Is there a reason he hasn't been a head coach in the past? You know, it's a great a question. Between being he a interviewed for the Bears and couldn't get it, and being a head coach, yeah, so, I'm never so, that. so we'll see. Um, I, the one note I got on here is is his replacement in Chicago is Chuck Pagano, and that really pissed me off. I thought it was a really good hiring. Chuck Pagano would, I mean, he it's 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 been eighteen, well, probably twelve years since he's had a defense that finished better than twentieth. No, he, he he coached the I believe. The he's coached three Hall of Famers on defense. Mm-hmm. I believe when they won the Super Bowl, yeah, the Ravens. Yes, he was a defensive coordinator. That, that was, was not that was not twenty years ago. Twelve is what I said. Okay, and I like the fact that Nagy selected a guy who doesn't he does not have to worry about the defense. That that's why this selection was made. I don't know. Look at the Colts defense when Pagano was wasn't very good, was but he did go to the AFC Championship twice. Yeah, sure. It was certainly not on the defense's shoulders, is all I'm No, saying. I agree with you on that. But I think I, I think he selected a coach who he doesn't worry it. about. What I desperately wanted was for them to take somebody that worked with Fangio and promote Down and uh, The guy that he Fangio hired. Yep. I wanted that to happen, but it didn't happen. Let's move on. Matt LaFleur, um, who was a big offensive coordinator hire in Tennessee just last year, is going to take over as a head coach in Green Bay this year, which, look, it's it's probably about time there's an offensive guy going to coach Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think LaFleur has a history of quarterback coaching as well. He's 39 years old. Rodgers 35. That's hmm. perfect. So he's older than his quarterback. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, great. Yes, he is. Um, yes, Matt LaFleur was a Los Angeles Rams offensive coordinator for a year. They were great that year. Was he the offensive coordinator? In L.A.? Yeah. Yes. Did he call the plays? I don't know if he called the plays or not, but he was the offensive coordinator. No, he went to Tennessee. The, the Titans this year, their offense finished 25th <laughs> overall and 27th in scoring, and that that is the last line on the resume before he gets hired as a head coach in Green Bay. What are you guys' thoughts here? Don't understand it. Bad hire. Matt LaFleur, Matt Liner, they're all the same to me. <laughs> it's the Sean McVay coaching tree, guys. It's the show that everybody wants the new young. Oh comments. yeah, he had a cigar yes. with McVeigh. Sign him up. <laughs> Done. Maybe he's soaked up some of that greatness. Uh, speaking of greatness, you've seen the Adam Gase video. Oh my, the taco! Did you see the taco <laughs> one? Did see the taco? What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with this? Oh Wait, have you not seen this video? I've not seen the video. I've seen the pics. He looks like a fucking kook. Dude, yeah, the video is a whole lot. He looks better. like a fucking alien. Head coach. You know where he's from? For the New York Jets. Marshall, Michigan. No shit. Is it? Yeah. Adam That's Gates. Where your wife works. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's got them crazy eyes. I think this is not a very good hire. He was a really bad head coach in Miami. You know, I, I liked I liked that he uh, settled Cutler down a little bit when Cutler was a Chicago Bear quarterback. That's the last good thing he did. Uh, I, I'm not it, what Well, he was successful as a, as a quarterback's coach with Peyton Manning. 
Uh, Mike McCoy left, and Gase was actually the offensive coordinator there with Peyton oh, Manning right. for a little bit. That's a tough job. Um, yeah, at the end of Manning's career. This feels like a bad hire to me. Actually, this... I, don't, I don't actually mind this hire. I thought he was good. Um, I think it's going to be good for Sam Darnold. It should be good for Sam Darnold, yes. I mean, this is the first time that he gets a, 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 a quarterback mind. A quarterback. Yep. Since Peyton Manning, this is the first time he gets a quarterback. Yeah. Your thought? You don't have any thoughts? Nah. What are you fucking looking over there? Some teeny bopper websites? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. Crazy eyes, man. That's all I can think about that. Arians uh, goes to Tampa Bay. To me, this is the best hire of all of them. Well, he's the mo- he's the best coach out there, right? He's the best coach. Tampa Bay needs a really good, strong coach. Of course, Tampa Bay also needs a quarterback that's got any kind of consistency. Yeah, but I, Arians I, can't be successful without Winston being successful. Yeah, but I, if, if there's a guy that's going to actually make Winston successful right now, it might be Arians. Arians can put an offense together. We know that. Yes. We we, we saw in what he did in Arizona. Arizona, everywhere ridic- he's... Ridiculous. Pittsburgh, in Indianapolis, Arizona. Yeah, he he was close to a Super Bowl with Arizona when they had... Yeah. When Pagano had fucking leukemia, he took the fucking uh, Colts to 10-6. Yeah. He's a great coach, and I, I think this is going to be really good things for, for that Tampa Bay team. You know who I think... Uh, Mike Evans is going to, I think Mike Evans has a huge comeback year next year. Not, not that he was a bad, not that he was bad this year. Your statement here is the best hire, and I think that's absolutely true. I mean, the only, actually, I think the only one that Elway, I think would have been a better hire is if he could have got Arians. Sure. Yeah, I think you got to keep an eye on that Tampa offense and all the parts. Godwin and Humphreys. Well, don't you Howard buy into it? I mean, I, I, as a fantasy no, yeah, guy, I'm buying into it. Up, I am, I'm dying for them to find a running back because I don't think Peyton Barber's legit. We know that Ronald Jones can't really handle the right. load. Is, is this the spot where Le'Veon Bell lands? It, that would be a fucking amazing fantasy. That would I be mean, amazing for fantasy. And Winston could be Big Ben of this year. Not the greatest quarterback, but, but statistically for yeah. fantasy, yeah. top five. Yeah, you know? exactly. Could be, could, this 20 is a, interceptions, this is 35 touchdowns. 100% one of the teams that you need to have your eye on over the offseason to see about uh, swooping up some bucks, maybe even cheap. Yeah, coming into the value. Year. How about Cleveland? Uh, Freddie Kitchens, we talked about him halfway through the season when he took over as the offensive coordinator in Cleveland after, after they fired uh, Haley along with Hugh Jackson. To me, I I thought Greg Williams probably should have got. I, I understand Greg Williams is a shitty guy, but I I thought he should have had the first crack at take <clears throat> taking over because the team was five and three with him as interim head coach. They looked like a lot better team. Maybe I guess they decided it was because Kitchens made the offense a lot easier um, for Baker to succeed in. But uh, I don't know. I, what do you guys think about this one? This guy was a this guy was a, a offensive coordinator for eight games, and that was it. That is it on his resume. That's the only time he's ever called any kind of plays. The only kind of time he's run anything on an NFL. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a bad hire. I mean, Greg Williams has done a lot of dumb things in his career, but um, he's he, he he can take the heat. He's been in the, he can stand in the front of the podium and and, and hold the the he can take control of fifty three NFL players. Yes, he can. I'm not convinced Freddie Kitchens can do that. Greg well, Greg Williams, by the way, goes to New Jets. York yes. with the game. <laughs> With the crazy eyes, Adam Gase. That's, Which is a good thing that's for a good, Adam Gase. Yeah, that's yeah. a good fit, those two, I think. I don't know, Greg Williams kind of a dick, so. <laughs> he's, a, yeah, he's a jackass. I'm all right with him not being a head County coach. Gay, baby. <laughs> uh, speaking of bad hires, Cliff Kingsbury. This is the worst goes one. Goes to the Arizona Cardinals. That's the worst one. So he was, he he was, he, I think he's riding Patrick Mahomes' success. Yes, he is. He was the Texas Tech coach there when Mahomes was there. Got fired. Went you, to Houston. You say he went to Houston. Five and seven got fired. The University of Houston. Houston. Yeah, and then he got the fired. Cougars. 
The Cougars. Got fired Hot from moms. there. Went to, what, four games as a USC? No, no zero. No, zero. Two, zero games. Two weeks. Oh, it was after that, the season. Yes, yeah. it was after the season. Takes over his offense coordinator. The Jets. Somehow the fucking Arizona decides And to, the Jets reached out to him. <laughs> The How? Cardinals and the Jets. The guy. It's all about Mahomes, baby. This is all though. No, what this is, what what Lafleur is, what uh, Kitchens is, what Kingsbury is, and they're all fucking riding this. Sh- hopefully, the next Sean McVay. This sure. is what this is all about. Sure. It's. I mean, it's. It worked. It's a formula that people are trying to copy. So- is Kingsbury and Lafleur going to pan it, out? It, I I would say it worked in Chicago with Nagy. Yeah, hundred percent it did. Things. Yes. So there's a formula that people are seeing. They're trying to cash in. What was the question? Who's worse, Kingsbury, Kitchens, or Lafleur? Do any of them actually pan out? Kingsbury's the worst. Okay, zero experience. Well, he's got. Well, he has a little bit of NFL experience, right? Yeah, Lafleur's got a chance. None. No, I don't think he does. Does he? Zero no. experience. No. He's not the guy he, that he was in the in. NFL. He was drafted, I believe that. He was a backup quarterback yes. in right. Buffalo. Yes. LaFleur's got a chance because he's got Aaron Rodgers for a while. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, that's what I would sit there and yeah, say. That you're going to have a chance because you have Aaron Rodgers, and hopefully he uses Aaron Rodgers yeah. to help him. You know, and, yeah. Like, and what's going to work for us the best, Aaron? All right, <laughs> well, that's what we can do. Do it. And I'll say that Kitchens. I mean, I think Kitchens has an opportunity to succeed. He, he, the <clears throat> offense was successful with him in Cleveland. And he, he found a way to make it work for Baker, which is what that whole team is about right now, is making it work for Baker. But this is the problem as the head coach. Yeah. Like, this is why I think it works for, for Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy basically sat there and said, Fangio, whatever you, you want to do on defense, you just do it. Make it happen. Yeah, so when we K- get K- into... Kitchens, who's, who's Kitchens' defense corner? He's got to control this entire team. When we when we get into the coaching episodes, we'll talk about how those pieces fit together. One of the problems with, like, a Kingsbury with no NFL experiences, this is a league where you need to know people. If you want to hire a staff, you need to know people you can call on to come work for you. He doesn't know anybody, so uh, who knows what he's going to do. Reach back into college somewhere and try to pull people up with him. That doesn't always necessarily work. A couple other people that haven't actually been hired yet, so we won't spend a lot of time talking about them. Zach Taylor, likely to be hired uh, as a Cincinnati head coach. He was, what, quarterback's coach for the Rams this year? I believe. That's his entire... Who, I'm sure he didn't do shit. ...experience there. He was a wide receivers coach in L.A. before that. So I guess you you accredit him to some of uh, Cooper Cup's success, his rookie season setting rookie records? I don't know. Brian Flores, likely to be hired... Um, in Miami, after New England loses this week, uh, he's what was it? What is he now? The uh, like a he's the defensive coordinator this year in New England, right? Yes, he, he took over for Patricia when he left. He was yes. a linebackers coach or something before that. Correct. Uh, and the and let's be honest about the New England defense. We talked about it on our on our game show. They got good. Well, well, it's not. They just have done this for the last few years. They they. they they bend, they just don't break. They yeah. give up lots of yards, they just don't give up the points. So they always finish in the top five in points, but they give up lots of yards. And they get better. As the season As goes As the on. season yes. goes. That's fucking New England. Yes. Every fucking year. He does the job of by the time the playoffs roll around. He has his right guys, there. he knows how to play. They're capable yes. of winning it all. Just do your you job. Know, you gotta give him credit for that. Alright guys. now for more dumb shit I heard this week. Guys, I'm just going to give you a handful of... I'm just, all I'm going to do is read the headlines for these things because I had too many to pick from. Uh, I, I just want to read them to you. First off, 
There was a dude in Detroit who was playing an epic game of hide-and-seek, found a vacant building, and hid in, a, in an elevator shaft. Unfortunately, there was nothing to step onto. Fell to his death, was found days later in probably the best display of hiding of all time. <laughs> Nicely done, sir. Uh, there's a teen girl who was forced to get a colostomy bag after she attempted group multi-penetration anal sex and fucked up her bowels for life this whole story was about the dangers of that that young girls joking that young girls face today because of their their teenaged porn addicted boyfriends who try to do these things that these professionals are you fucking joking i'm not joking she gotta get a colostomy bag because she ruptured her anus, probably. She went for the multi-penetration anal. Oh my, that's terrible. That you can't just dive right. You got to ease into that, that shit. Makes me Takes sad. time. That, years. How of old practice. was she? She's a teenager. I don't know. That's disgusting. What the fuck's wrong with her? Her boyfriend and her boyfriend's friends love some porn. Here's one. I did read this whole story. There's a pastor who claims that he went. Uh, he was called on by God to do this, so he went to hell and he killed Satan for us all. He has pictures to prove it that he will be releasing once people pay him lots of money for it. But thank the good Lord, Seems Satan. Like we heard one like this in Florida. A while, but I, I think what it was. I, I thought the same thing. I think it was the guy who actually bought was selling drugs for Jesus. No, selling the golden drugs. ticket, wasn't it? That's what it was. He was selling golden tickets to heaven to or get in. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. This guy legitimately went to hell. He did release one picture to prove that God called him up and asked him to do it, and it was just the worst Photoshop version of his face over a cloud saying, I'm in heaven. It's great. Here's the coup de gras, guys. One of the best headlines that I've read in a long time. According to a medical journal, there's a man in Ireland. We like Irish. Who was having some, he had chronic back pain, and after he did some lifting, he had some severe pains, and he decided... He could cure himself, and the way that he did that is that he spent 18 months giving himself three times a month monthly injections of his own semen to cure his back pain. So his thought was that semen is the cure-all. Y- yes. Wow. I mean, it does make babies. So he went. He got online, bought himself a hypodermic needle online, did he jerk off, or was he jizzed into the tube? Well, that's at least smarter than trying to shoot it, it into your fucking testicle and pull it out. shot it right into his veins, and he did this for 18 and months. And what was the result? Anything? Pretty severe infections throughout <laughs> his body, and he had a big old, like, sore that Just needed to be Just a fucking, ugh, pus. Yeah, that's, uh... I've got a little, a little action to kick in. One extra story I read. Please Another do. Florida story. I know I we love, love Florida. the Florida... There was a man arrested. He was going through the the you know the stages of getting into prison. Strip him down, full body search. They pull out three syringes full of drugs out of his asshole. Yes. And he claimed to the fact that he did not know whose they were. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know Denied how it the whole way. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Let's People see. in their orifices. We got some mail. Yep, come on. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. We got one question. It's a keeper question, so there's not a there's not a clock on it necessarily. 
Uh, but we'll try to answer it now. Maybe we'll come back to it because I don't. I gotta be honest, guys. I don't have a good answer. Because it's a shitty question. This is our old friend D Rock? Don't don't talk don't talk smack about D Rock. Well, let me tell you, D Rock. He's single handedly keeping this show afloat. <laughs> D Rock, how do you win your league and win championships? Who with, with with this <laughs> roster is fucking mind numbing. So th- this is what he says. He says he's got to pick three keepers for the 2019 season. Uh, presumably, this is one of those leagues where you can only pick somebody at, drafted after the round round ten or twelve or whatever it is, because the names on this list aren't necessarily highly drafted guys last year. Um, so he wants our he wants our ideas as, as to what we think. I'll give you the guys here. He says, yeah, obviously there are some things depend on where some running backs go, so these answers might change. Uh, but here are the guys that he has to choose from: Jay Ajayi, Duke Johnson. Shady LaShawn McCoy, that's your boy, Naheem Hines, and Elijah McGuire. So if you had to pick three of those guys, and Wiz, if you can only pick one or two, that's fine. Well, I'm gonna pull, You're inadequate, and we, are, we accept it. I'm going to pull the old Bullfrog answer. No. The Bullfrog, <laughs> that's what I, would I wouldn't too. pick any of these guys. These are bad picks. Okay, Let's presume that he's got to pick three. Well, it says which. So first of all, D-Rack, I'm hoping that you don't have to. If you are stuck picking them, I would take McGuire because I like the way McGuire runs, and I think... In with Gase in the Jets and Darnold, there, there might be a high ceiling there. I really wish that I ha- I knew that answer in enough advanced time that I could pull all the sound bites where you gave me <laughs> shit for talking about Elijah McGuire on this show. Yeah, but that was when it was early in the season. You were saying how good he was, and you're like, again, the next Jalen Richard. Woo! Hey, hey, yeah! hey. Keep pulling that out there. I would reluctantly take Duke Johnson. Um, I don't really like him. And then I guess if I'm D-Rock, I hope Marlon Mack gets suspended, goes on a fucking binge. Maybe he gets hurt again. Gets hurt again, fucking tears his ACL, which I don't want to have happen. <laughs> or maybe he just goes on a binge out in fucking Europe and has a lot of coke or something. But I would take Heinz then if I had to. Okay. Hi- McCoy's dead. I can't believe he's listed on this list. <laughs> well, Frog, what are your thoughts here? Uh, D-Rock, if I'm you... You know, I'm just I'm sitting on this one. <laughs> I'm sitting on it. And when it's time that you have to make the call, I'm looking for either handcuffs and the best offenses at the time because I don't I don't know if any of these guys will be stuck. Number I don't see any of these guys being RB ones going into the season. <laughs> well, JJ probably will be <sighs> somewhere. So I mean, if JJ is a, a RB one, that's probably one of them. And then your best two handcuff guys or your best guys that will be involved in the passing game, whether that's Duke or McGuire. Uh, that or Hines, you know, whatever you're confident in on the guy that's going to get the the most opportunities, whether it's being an RB one, which I doubt any of them. So then you're looking at RB two or third down type back. Yeah, so I, I'm not going to say anything new here. I'll repeat a couple of sentiments. You know, Philadelphia looked like after Ajayi was down that they had the running back thing figured out. They looked like it a couple of times, right? Even when Josh Adams was was playing well, they looked like they had it figured out. Uh, playoffs, it was Wendell Smallwood. They looked like they had it figured out for a little while with him in there. Point is, they don't have it fucking figured out. So Kajai's back in Philadelphia. He There's nobody there that's, that's stepped up and is going to take away his opportunity to start. There's no way this guy, bone on bone in his knee, can stay healthy for any period of time. So I'd be it'd be, it'd be tough to keep him. But um, if he's ready to go, he's likely going to have a starting role to start the season. So if you can get a couple of good weeks out of him, might be worth the keep. I don't disagree about Elijah McGuire. Again, this is a team that doesn't have a lot of running backs right now. To, to uh, who's who's the guy from Cleveland? 
I don't even remember his name anymore. Isaiah Crowell's garbage. McGuire's a much better running back. McGuire. McGuire looks good when he runs the ball. I mean, Bilal Powell's still there, right? But when McGuire McGuire got his opportunities this year and last year. He's got a little fumbling problem. McGuire's got a little fumbling problem. I hate hate to say that I wouldn't pick LaShawn McCoy, but yeah, I wouldn't pick LaShawn McCoy anymore. I think I'm over him. Um, I agree about the Naheem Hines thing because even when Mack was in there, they were still throwing it to the ball. He was a utility guy in there. Um, so in a PPR situation, you might get some points out of there. But those are rough. Maybe maybe we'll look at this question again when we get close to the uh, actual fantasy draft season to see if any of these guys have come up for you. But I don't know, man. That's that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Let's have a stat of the week. Big wins. That is stat of the week. We got time for two number one. Whatever you want to do, buddy. You guys choose. One or two? Two. All right, two. First one. This... Player threw f- the most amount of TDs with the least amount of attempts ever. Ever? Is that highest touchdown percentage ever? I'm gonna guess. No, we're not going back to like you know twenty you know nineteen fifty with Sammy Baugh, but your answer was Russell Wilson. The answer that is the correct answer. Sure. Yeah. Four hundred and twenty-seven attempts in thirty-five TDs, folks. That is a fucking lot. And he was also throwing on like one hundred and forty yards in each of these games mm-hmm. with three or four. Not games. very a very low year in terms of um, of total attempts for him, but yes, still thirty-five TDs. We talked about we drafted him in our in our dynasty, and we talked about how bad it looked in the beginning of the year. It still has ended up phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I would say. If that there's no reason to think that offense isn't going to run as much as next year as much as they did this year, and you can't expect that again. He's not going to throw that many touchdowns. Oh, I think they're going to go back to you think a more a more even offense. That's what my guess would be. Okay, they, they lost their offense coordinator. He went to Detroit. Yeah, no, he wasn't the offensive coordinator Devil? this last season. No. He had a year of nothing. Yeah, they had Schottenheimer yeah. out there. Oh, as their they fired him after the Super Bowl loss. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think I think they will be more even. They just make In Baltimore, we'll back most of the year. Here's here's number two for you guys. This pass catching player caught more TDs this year than he has over the last four years combined. You say pass catch is not a wide receiver. I didn't say that, but your choice here, Ebron. Eric Ebron is correct. Yeah, that's good. A, Eric Ebron totaled fucking 11 Two for two on those hey. on you, Wiz. Pretty good, huh? We carried over that Jeopardy one. Yeah. Did. Oh, man, he was he was on pace there for a while to set records. I knew he didn't score much hey. with my Lions. I knew that. Fuck you, know, uh, <laughs> you know who our starting tight end was in our dynasty? Eric Ebron. <laughs> that's right. What you guys, what'd you guys end up? Third? Not Second. first. Third. Third? Yeah. 12? Just because of injuries. Man? We lost 12? all. Yeah, we lost all of our players in the semifinal. Oh, that's right. All right, uh, let's do some. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah. Pity <laughs> me now. This is not going to go well. So, this is the part of the show. This whole show is really. The only reason we're here doing it is to kind of look back on our year to see how we did. This is where we're going to do that. We're going to look over the year-long bets we had. We're going to look over our rankings from the preseason to see who did well, who didn't do well. We're going to look at three in the pink, two in the stink, give some final uh, final standings there. And there's going to be a lot of shots taken. I, just uh, I'll give this away as a spoiler. Almost all of the shots are going to be taken by yours truly. 
So let's just fucking let's just get into these bets. Let's look at the year-long bets. I made a lot of them with Wiz here. <laughs> let's jump right out of the gates. Derrick Henry versus Deion Lewis. I took Lewis. You took Henry. They finished. Derrick Henry did a running back 14 and a half point PPR. Deion Lewis did the running back 30. Now, now I'm going to stand behind some of these bets. Some of these I will concede that they were terrible to begin with. Um, 16 game season. Yeah. Yeah. Through 14 games, Deion Lewis was winning this bet. And then, for no, whatever no, fucking no, reason. Not through 14 games. Now you're for just being delusional. Whatever fucking reason. It, it was it was even until about week, I think it was week 10. That many threw 48 points. Fucking Jacksonville Jaguars to laid an egg on you, buddy. You're welcome to go look. I did. Um, but, I mean, I'll take that shot. But there's 14 so, weeks. So, do you want to read? I'll offer this right now. I, for, to save yourself some, you know, some FaceTime, I, I did offer you to take two shots during the season you chose not to. Correct. Do you want to repeat this bet for 2019? No, we're in a totally different situation. What? We'll talk about it coming into 2019, <laughs> maybe. Uh, all right, so let's take a look at the next bet that I made with you that went year long. This was Amari Cooper versus Michael Crabtree. Amari Cooper ends wide receiver 17. Michael Crabtree ends wide receiver 54. Um, so I, I don't remember necessarily when I made this bet or why. Um, in all of my rankings, every version of them I had, Cooper finishing higher. It was than about Jack Gruden. So this is about. Uh, I think well, Gruden's fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, I, I do contest that if Amari Cooper stayed in Oakland, this would have been a lot closer. Although none of us liked Michael Crabtree going into this season, his situation. I took him anyway because I like to make bets. I don't remember what eighty-seven point seven means. <laughs> I you put it up there, there, I don't know what it means either. Um, yeah, I wrote that in there. I'm sure there's a reason for it. Anyway, another shot for me. Here's one that blows my fucking mind. This one I still don't understand. This is the Baker Mayfield versus Josh Allen bet. We did this right <laughs> after the draft. We said, hey, total QBR is what we're looking at, right? Well, here's how they finished. Um, they were two spots away. In the final rankings, total QBR, Baker Mayfield had a, uh, what, 56.6. Josh Allen had a 53.9. Are those, I got this backwards? I got this backwards on here. Mayfield has a 53.9, Allen 52.2. 52.2, that's what it is. Yep, I'm going to see what I'm doing. Yes, so 1.7 points lower on the total QBR. Here's what I don't get about this, okay? After week 16, they were they were one and a half points apart, mm-hmm. right? Baker Mayfield was uh, was beating Josh Allen by one and a half points in total QBR. In week 17, Baker Mayfield's QBR was a 56.6. Josh Allen's was a 92.5. And while Baker Mayfield's QBR went down, I think, by like 0.3, Josh Allen's QBR went down by almost a full point after that 95-point performance. I guess I don't understand the formula. Obviously. I don't get why a 95 and it takes you down from 53-something to 52-something. But you know what? It's not for us to understand. I'll take that shot, Based too. on passing and attempts there, buddy. And he's bad. That's not what QBR is based on. Um, here's another one. That, that I met. Can we do one of your bets here in a minute between the two of you? <laughs> I bet Shady'd go top 12. That was just... Uh, one of those where I was living in the past. He ended up running back 38. 
He was raping his girlfriend, actually, you know, hiring people to steal stuff from his girlfriend, whatever it was. You know, he totally got relieved of all charge. Nothing ever came of that. I'll take one. Uh, I said Josh Gordon, my big dog, was going to go top 25. <laughs> Dweez Nuts said, fuck you, and fuck that. And where'd he go? Uh, it appears he finished at number 44. I got one right? Wasn't against the Wiz, I guess. That's because uh, he got kicked out of the league again. Yes, he did get kicked. Probably for life? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not I think far. so. Because when he decides to come back, it'll be <laughs> He'll for be too a old. year or more. Damn it, I'm out of butterscotch already, guys. <laughs> uh, we got another shot here. Well, for... you got to get a full one there. So mix some schnapp. Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, <laughs> I'm not doing full one. Give me that. I'll put a little more. not flowing tonight, boys. Uh, yeah. We did. This is a this is a New England running back situation. You took James White. I took Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead got hurt in week three, right? He did come back eventually, but by the time he came back, you know they had sort of decided who was going to be playing. So I I do contest that if Burkhead did not get hurt, Burkhead would have had a much bigger role. What Burkhead finish? James White seventy eight. What James White finish? Eight. Wow. Yes. Wiz big, really knows what the fuck he's talking big about. Big difference. Well, no. All these, you got lucky on all of these. You got, <laughs> you got, you got lucky on whatever the fuck happened in Tennessee. You got lucky on the Cooper trade. You got lucky because the total QBR formula is fucking retarded. Or I just know how to analyze someone some watching the game, buddy. Spread the word to end the word. I'll help you out a little bit here. I did bet fucking froggy that Adam Thielen would not have a catch red zone catch rate of Oh, we took the over under 48%, right? 48%, because that, last year it was like 32 or no, something. No, it was up still high. I thought it was still ridiculous. It was like yeah. 44. Yeah. No, I, it was under 48 last year. Yeah, and I see. It was 40. I, needless to say, is I took the under. Adam Thielen finished, I think, red zone catch rate of 75 fucking percent. Which is great. Bad boy. It's fucking insane. Here's a question for you guys really quickly. If, if your draft was right now, who would you take higher, Thielen or Diggs? Thielen. I would take Diggs in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would I took I would have taken Diggs last year. Thielen did uh, the large majority of his but, work in the but first eight. Didn't games. the exact same thing happen two years ago? Where Diggs looks better at the end of the year, the last six weeks, he got hurt. Thielen got banged up. That's Thielen, one of the Thielen got why banged he up in like week down. nine or something. Yeah. But But Diggs 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 is a is a second half player. He was last year. Yeah, he he plays and performs when it counts. Yeah, 100% I, I, agree yeah. with you on that. But but Thielen was the number one, I think, wide receiver up until week eight. Eight weeks in a row, 100 yards. Yeah. I, I agree Diggs is more talented, but I think in that situation, Cousins is not an outside passing guy, and Thielen's going to have the better matchups on a week-to-week when the number ones are covering so, Diggs so outside. Is that, is that what happens? You think Diggs gets number one? Yeah, because Thielen's running the slot. Most of those outside corners don't go into the slot. Most. And Cousins is an inside thrower. He does, he's not the best outside ball both, guy. I believe both. Because he doesn't have that strong of an arm. Kubiak's a new offense coordinator. We'll see. Yeah. I believe both receivers ended in the top 15 or 16 this year, which we thought would happen. Said, yeah. That was so your pick, I think. That's I awesome. Yeah, top you 10. Yeah, you you did. think you said two in top 10. I laughed at you. Or I said, no, I think I had him like 12, 13 or something. And yeah. you said you could, they could finish back to back. I was like, yeah. <laughs> they were close. Uh, where we leave off here? Jeffrey versus Aguilar. I'll tell you what, from week one when Aguilar had like 15 targets. Five like 11, catches. 11 catches for, 38 for like yards. 29 yards. Yes, that I knew at that point I was going <laughs> to lose that. Although I will say, 
Jeffrey's wide receiver 25 to Aguilar's wide receiver 34. Between the two, Alshon Jeffrey is likely the reason they're not playing this weekend. Yeah, he dropped a Maybe this is the reason why Carson Wentz will be the quarterback next year in Philly. Maybe. Could be. Uh, another shot for me down. <laughs> it's going well, guys. Uh, what else do we got here? Super Bowl picks. Please not some Bullfrog. We're here for this show, and we picked our Super Bowl picks before yeah. the season began. Of the four teams we had in the Super Bowl, we said, hey, whichever one of these four goes the furthest is the winner of this bet. Only three of them made it to the fucking playoffs. No one. What'd I say? Only one of them... Made it to the fucking... Yeah, these shots are kicking in fast, gentlemen. One of them made it to the fucking playoffs. That was my pick of the L.A. Chargers. I hit the Chargers versus the Vikings in the Super Bowl. Clearly, that didn't work out, but it was a whole lot better than your Packers-Pittsburgh Steelers pick. So, you can take that shot. And the Vikings. Look at the Vikings. I said that. I think I said that. <laughs> I don't think you did. Shut up. Relax. Uh, Dewey's Nuts has another shot here. I think you just added this one. I did say that I thought Sutton would end at the top six. Turns out he's not that good at football. <laughs> he's not as good at football as I expected he would be. God, I'm going to be real fucked up tonight. <laughs> Are you going to barf? No, I I don't remember the last time I drank so much I puked. Just keep him going there, buddy. Oh, Just keep him pouring. It's my last little half shot right there. That's all I got for tonight. <laughs> okay. Um, here's a bet that wasn't between us, but between you, Bullfrog, and Shane, who has called into the show, won a whole bunch of money this year. It was a $50 bet between uh, Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garçon. You took Goodwin, who ended wide receiver 79, which is really bad. But he took Garçon, ended wide receiver 107. Did you get your 50 bucks? Nope. I guess the $26,000 winning on DraftKings was not enough was to afford to pay enough. 50 because he says injuries negated the bet. So is that pretty common with Shane? He doesn't pay his bets? That was the first time I ever bet him on it. Son of a bitch. Look, I took a shot for the white Burkhead bet, and I'm convinced that that only happened that way because of injury. But it's okay. That's tough shit. Hey. Oh, yeah. Kind of sweet. Kind of shitty. We teased this two weeks ago. We have final standings for our three in the pink, two in the stink, inaugural Season, guys, I liked the game. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, I have some suggestions for changes that might help me finish better than I did <laughs> this past year. But uh, it, it, it was fun. I had a good time. We pretty much knew who was going to win for a while now. I feel like we knew who was probably going to lose for a while. Let me run down the final rankings here for you really quickly from the bottom up to the top. Only three teams ended in the negative which is pretty good because about half of us were in the negative at one point in the season. Uh, very last place with a negative 178 points. That is our very own Bullfrog. I'll say this about them. Uh, there are only two teams that went the last four weeks without a negative score, and he is one of those two teams. So he finished really strong and made a really strong comeback trying to catch Gary Haddow, who finished 11th, but you were last. Are you one of those people that would like to give everyone a, a sticker or an award? No, but I think that I, his problem all year was that he had most of his guys not playing. Yeah. In the last half of the, the last few weeks of the season, they he were means, all that's, playing. That's if part my of guys the evaluation, were it, it would have well, been a decent picks if my guys were playing. I mean, Dalvin Cook missed, what, eight weeks? Jameson Crowder buddy. missed 
eight or seven weeks. Bad. And so, so in picking for three in the pink, two in the stink, yes, you have to consider injury risk. And Dalvin Cook is a high injury risk, but Crowder hasn't had a lot of issues in his career that Crowder's makes never And no there. one expected Fitzmagic to blow his load all over Mike Evans. First trick off of the day. Nice job, Bullfrog. So you're going to have your shot there. Gary Haddow, you did finish second to last with the negative. 115, and the only other negative was that floor killer with a negative 64 on the year. Although I'll tell him, I'll say this: floor killer had the highest score of the last week of the season. So why does that taste so bad today? Well done, nice try. God. Uh, in uh, what are we at? 12, 11, 10, ninth place at goal line gurus with a positive 87. In seventh, are we on seventh? I can't do math. Eighth, buddy. Well, fifth, eight. nine, eighth place would be me. That's squeeze nuts. 127 points. <clears throat> then we have a jump from there up into Charles DeMar, who came in seventh place at a positive 309. Katie Babs, sixth place, 394. Had a really rough start to the season, but came back strong. Nicely done, Katie Babs. The good doctor sits here at a 411 in what place are we at now? Fifth? Fifth. Fifth place. Terrible negative 22 in the last. He was only one of only two teams in the last week to have a negative score. Negative 22 bounced him all the way down to fifth place. He was duking it out with you, sir, Wiz, for third up until that point. Uh, he clearly fell off. You were the only other team that had a negative in that last week. It was a negative three. So the Kai Missioner with his positive 50, who jumped over the good doctor, was duking it out with you now for that second, for that third place finish. And in third place, with a 443, was you, sir, the big whiz. Nicely done. The Kai Missioner at 424. Couldn't quite get there. Just nine points off catching you with his big final week. We know who the top two are. They were the top two all year long. Brad Drury, who fell off hard after week 11. Ended with a 657 to come in second. And Giancarlo Libertino just blew the fucking field away. The only team without a negative score all year long. He capped out at a positive 141, which was the second highest score recorded all year by anybody. And his total score at a positive 896 was more than 200. And, it was 239 points better. Than the next best. I've already reached out to Mr. Libertino. We've got a prize that we're going to send his way. We're going to keep it a secret. Once he get it, we're going to tr- gets it. We're going to try to get him on the show to talk about what it was. It was pretty nice. I've got I've got his address. We're going to send it to him. So, uh, Giancarlo, nicely done, sir. You won the inaugural version of three in the pink, two in the stink. Hopefully next year we've got a hundred people playing this game rather than twelve, and it's going to take <laughs> me a whole lot more time to track this whole thing uh, than it did. It was fun for me. Did you guys enjoy the game? I know you didn't, Bullfrog. I enjoyed my shots every week until yes, the last episode. <laughs> yes, sir. You did finally not come in last there, huh? Wiz, you ended third. Nicely done. It was the Aaron Jones call, huh? That's why they predicted. Mike Williams was also a very good pick. The one that just killed me was a fucking Royce Freeman. Mm-hmm. If I would have picked anyone else, I might have been in number two spot. Well, you were 200 and Yeah, you were. Why were you off. so high on Royce Freeman there? Well, this was before Philip Lindsay. <laughs> Philip Lindsay just, just came out of nowhere. Out of still, nowhere. Ugh. So there's that. There's our three in the pink, two in the stink. You've taken your shot for coming in very last. That's something. That's something. 
Nobody like remembers like eighth place or third, but you came in winner last. Of the worst. So that's that's impressive. Thanks, buddy. So real quickly before we move on from our uh, all of our bets and everything else, right? I just want to leave the listeners with with just some some last figures here to think about as we enter into the new year. Please. I have not compiled all these stats yet. Take your time. But real quickly, guys, as we make bets in 2019, I want you to consider this. I won approximately 70% of my picks. Pretty good. Pretty damn good. Nuts got second thing with 42%. Not, not as good. Yeah. And last was Froggy at 31%. Yeah. Okay? That's good even still. I, I, I will I will finalize these numbers, but I just want you guys to consider that as we move forward for 2019. Yeah, be less stingy, I think, with your bets is what Did you win says. anything else, Wiz? Or was it just the bets? Everything! What are you talking about? Rankings. Let's, let's, let's find out. The next thing I want to talk about here is our preseason rankings. We did preseason rankings shows for all the positions. We went through and we uh, I ranked everybody in the league. You bunch of bitch asses ranked hardly anybody. So I really skewed these numbers because I had to only do... What you did, and it fucked, fucked with everything. But that's okay. We're going to go position by position here, and I'm going to tell you who did the best. Uh, I, tur- I, I, I wrote an algorithm to help us determine uh, score for each person's positional rankings so that we can get a best overall ranking on the season. Let's start at the quarterback position, the hardest position to play in all of professional sports, and apparently the easiest position to rank in all of professional sports. We all did pretty well here. I think we only ended up ranking, uh, the least of us ranked 12 or 13 uh, quarterbacks, so that's all we had to choose from. I ranked literally every quarterback and backup in the league, but I'm better than you guys, so it is what it is. So the winner, the best quarterback rankings on the season between the three of us, that goes to, well, it's me, guys. I ranked, uh, my quarterback rankings were better than all of yours, um, so the way I did this is that as I had the best quarterback rankings, I get 100 points for that, uh, and then it's prorated down to, to decide how many less points than 100 each of you get for your rankings. Wiz, you were really close. You get a 98.6 points for your quarterback rankings. Bullfrog at 86.01. This was the closest set of rankings. Again, we only ranked a handful of guys, so it wasn't that hard to do. In a second here, we'll go through some of the guys that we ranked Uh, who we did well, who we didn't do well, what helped us get the scores that we got. At the running back position, this was a much wider spread. Wiz, you won the running back position. You get your 100 points. Bullfrog at 79 points was next, and I had it at 65. I'll tell you why that was so low in just a minute. That's not so good. Wide receiver rankings. Bullfrog, you took that down. Another really close ranking. Your 100 bested. Big Wiz is 96 and my 94.4. Uh, and then it came down to the tight end position, and once again, Bullfrog took this down, this time by a wide margin. 100 points for you there, sir. 75 for Wiz and 70 for me. If you add up all the scores for all the positions to determine the absolute best rankings, preseason rankings on the season, and listeners, whoever wins this is probably who you should listen to next year. Here's how it goes. Dewey's Nuts came in last place with 329.59 points. You know what that tells me? Uh, this was the first time I ever tried projecting every player and every stat. I've got to really tinker with that system to make it work. I'm still really proud of what I did. Uh, i just got to make it a little better, which you have to assume you need to do. Now, between the two of you, uh, we're looking at four-point 
difference. On a possible 400-point scale, there's a four-point difference. Uh, second place ended up scoring 365.3. First place at 369.7. Super fucking close, guys. Nicely done. But the winner and the best Your Football Fantasy ranker of the 2018 season carry that trophy into next year is with his big running back win, the Big Wiz. Nicely done, sir. Nicely done. Did you expect differently? I did. Yeah, I did. I don't know why I did, but I'm going to take a shot for having the worst rankings. Let's move on. Not bad, Wiz. Congratulations. I'll make you a trophy. Should. Let's talk about our best calls. We had a question a few weeks ago. As do you, do we nuts ever made any good calls on the show? I went and found some that I think were pretty good, but I want to start with Bullfrogs. Bullfrog, what were your best calls on the season? The ones that you're most proud of all season long? Ugh, too many to remember, honestly. Just yes. give us a handful. I know they're so good. You're so good at this. Uh, unfortunately, with my uh, the knowledge that's in my brain, a lot of the good calls I make just kind of come at at uh, random times. I don't have them recorded on paper or on the uh, notes. Therefore, they're just out there on the air. And I don't want to re-listen to the episodes. Why wouldn't you want to? Our voices are fucking I mean, I've already listened to them butter. once. So anyway, just to go on to the rankings, here's a couple guys that I nailed. Again, quarterbacks, I was real terrible. Uh, Drew Brees was the one guy that I pinned. He finished number eight. I ranked him number eight. Uh, and the only other really good quarterback rank I did was I was the lowest of the three of us on Phillip Rivers, and he was not that great. I mean, he he finished lower than what you guys had him anyways. Uh, running backs, I pinned Kamara at number four. I also pinned Hunt at number 11, and I was real close on Sony Mitchell. Whatever you say his name, I can't. I, One day, my long. goal, Mitchell. What is? I don't even know. That's Michelle. just what. That is what's that just was, locked into my brain at this point. Convince you how to say the name Michelle. So yeah, my wide receiver calls that uh, put me up at the top. You know, I had Hopkins as my number one guy. He finished number two. I had Thomas at six. He finished six. You dumb fucks both had Odell at number one, and I had him. You True. know, down at four or five. I had Edelman at 22. That's where he finished. I had Sanders at 25. You guys had him in the 30s, I think. And he finished at 23. He'd have finished a lot uh, higher. He didn't get hurt. Yeah, he would have. I was real close on Aguilar. I had him at 36. He finished at 35. You guys both had Aguilar in the 20s. Uh, and I was one off on Jordy. Uh, otherwise, otherwise my, my best stuff, my bust episode, I had Jimmy G, which worked out because of injury. I had Kareem Hunt, which kind of worked out because he <laughs> kicked me over. What, what, you Kareem, what, what week did Hunt go out? Uh, 11 or 12, yeah. I want to say, right. somewhere in there. So, so still useful, but to your point yeah, is that uh, Kareem Hunt that kicked I, the bitch. I rode Kareem Hunt into my fantasy playoffs, and then he disappeared. He disappeared, right. I mean, the point is Fuck basically me. what I did. I ranked him as number 11, and he finished as number 11. And we were looking for guys being drafted, you know, as a top 10, top 5 guy, yeah. potentially. And he didn't finish there. Uh, Rashad Penny was my bus rookie running back. That turned out to be probably the best call I've had all season. And really, the, the last two things I'm going to leave you with is just uh, that I named three in the pink, two in the stink, and also provided us with a drop that's very memorable. You didn't name well, three. In the I game. didn't. Charles Demar named. Oh, two that's in the right. Game. So but I just did created drop, the drop. You I did guess. 
come up with the drop nicely done. And then I guess my shining moment uh, was our episode 50. Oh, Victory. So good. In Jeopardy. <laughs> so good. I, I would say that is my shining moment of the season. I'd agree. Nicely done. That's it. Wiz, you ever do anything right? Never. Hit me with some of your best calls in a year that you're most proud of. Um, preseason picks, buddy. Uh, we talked about earlier. Tom Brady finishes, I think I picked him at quarterback 10. He finished at quarterback 14. I told you guys he was bad. The Patriots going to run the ball. That's what they did. They sure shit did. LaShawn McCoy was dead, I told you. He finished back running back 39. I'm pretty sure you could wipe him off your list moving forward. I will. Um, one of the things that we talked about earlier, we talked about the tight end position being a shit show. We said that there's t- the top three, and ironically, we put Gronk in the top three, and he was not one of them. But we told you guys that the if the tight end position would be a shit show, it was. Ebron, you mentioned earlier. Uh, Jared Cook. Guys that have fallen off the fucking wagon were actually good. Um, I thought we did that good. I said Derek Henry would be a sleeper. He was. Episode 10, we talked about how good Michael Thomas would be. He finished wide receiver 3. Episode 20, we talked about rookie and young running backs who were going to be good and useful. Sony Mitchell is what you call him? Yeah, but Mitchell. Carry on Johnson. And Archer. I also mentioned Marlon Mack, guys. Those are all good picks. Um, some of the weekly ones we talked about. Week 7, we talked about how Nick Chubb would actually be good. That panned out. Um, one of the ones I will pick up here was I picked against my heart and I picked Dion Neon Lewis going against Dallas and he actually put up 122 yards in TD. That was best, good. Best, best game of the year. The other one I thought was I picked it against Jared Goff against the Bears and they can't get it up. That was a really good pick. And then I think, Froggy, you didn't mention it, but you followed it up with a really good uh, note to our listeners. I think it was the next week after that and you said, watch out how bad the fucking Dallas Cowboys were going to produce against the Colts and they were shut out. Again, one of the best calls of the year. And, and my other one that I referred to, just I remember in conversation, was me and you with the Giants and Saints game. Yeah. And, uh, I said they were going to go yeah, for over like fucking 80 points. They were going to go Tank City, and uh, they did not do yeah, that. Yeah, it was a terrible yeah. game. Guys, yeah. I had lots of great calls. We're going to run through them real quick. Uh, let's see. Episode two of this whole fucking thing is when I started talking about Marlon Mack and his potential breakout. On the season, I'm pretty proud uh, that I saw that coming. He ended number seven in yards per game. He only had one fumble on the year. The big knock on him was that he his ball security issues were tough. They hired a running back coach in Indianapolis this past year, and I pointed this out in our coaching changes show uh, that specializes in ball security. Only one fumble for the man. Starting in week three, I started talking shit about Marvin Jones Jr. as a bust. 508 yards, five touchdowns. I was right there. Proud to say it. In week five, or episode five, rather, I started talking about Gruden and how bad he is. Guess what? He's fucking bad. <laughs> right again there. We had a sleeper episode in episode seven. Here's some guys I chose as a sleeper. Chris Carson, who was being taken as the running back 38. I liked him. I liked Brita, who was being taken as the running back 59. I liked Chris Godwin, who was being taken as 65. And Tariq Cohen, at 29, I even like Jalen Richard as a deep sleeper. Ended running back 34, who was being taken outside the top 80. All those guys significantly outperformed the ADP at the time. Proud of those. In episode 9, I started my Albert Wilson love. And I know Albert Wilson got injured in week 7. But prior to week 7, you know he was a wide receiver 20 in fantasy football. He had thrown a touchdown pass. He had run a couple touchdowns. He was a utility player like nobody else, and I would consider looking to him again, regardless of what the coaching situation ends up like there next year. In episode 13, I said, 
Hey, Robert Woods is a great value on this team. Ended the wide receiver 10. Did you guys realize Robert Woods ended the wide receiver 10? Yeah, solid, man. Cooper Cup. And Injury, that's with man. only yeah. six touchdowns, guys. That, yeah, I hope gets, that number comes He gets comes carries, up. man. He gets rushing yards. He gets a lot a great of catches. Player. It's a great play. Did yeah, you, he did you hear good. Troy Aikman say that he's the best, most talented wide receiver in the entire league? Ooh. No. That's what he said. He did not. Did he really? Yes, he did. For Wolf. Also in that same episode, I said Juju Smith-Schuster is the best value on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guess what, guys? You got him cheap, and he was a wide receiver nine. Real quick, what are your thoughts? If AB's gone, what happens with Juju next year? He's probably pushing top six. Six seven does he move oh. much? Ooh. I mean, not much. I mean, six seven is not much of a move. The question a has to be: Is does does Brown being there increase Juju's performance on the field? Yeah, or, I think Wiz is probably about more accurate. I think it probably stays pretty close to where it's at now. Yeah, I I think it does. I think to, to answer your question is yes. I think Brown 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 draws double coverage all the time, all the fucking time. So when Juju's running deep slants or deep posts, he's, he gets he's, open. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But you have to imagine if he goes. I, I promise you, if Antonio Brown goes, Juju Smith-Schuster will be the most overvalued wide receiver sure. in fantasy yeah. football next year. Uh, we'll talk about that same bust episode, the, ones that, that, the one that uh, Bullfrog mentioned a minute ago. I had some great busts that I was proud of. Cam Newton, I called him as a bust. He ended quarterback 12. I count that as a win. I called Leonard Fournette as a bust because of his injury risk ended running back 39. That's a win. Josh Gordon, for whatever fucking reason, people love Josh Gordon coming to the year. I hated him, and he ended up running back or wide receiver 44 on the year. Good for me. I did say Darius Geis was going to be a bust at that point. I changed my tune later on in the year, but he didn't play. He may not play next year. One day we'll see what he can do. Uh, here's one. We had some uh, we had some mock drafts in the offseason. I had a lot of fun with those mock draft shows. The first one we did, I took the running back heavy strategy and i got fucking slammed on twitter you guys remember this draft this was the infamous lamar miller draft so if you look back over this here's some here's some highlights my first five picks in this draft and i will remind you that twitter and you guys said that my running backs weren't good enough to be a running back heavy draft i had melvin gordon christian mccaffrey lamar miller who ended running back 22 sony michelle mitchell <laughs> Eh? And Marlon fucking Mack. Okay, yeah, Lamar Miller is still a bad pick there. I, mean, I don't agree with that one. Um, but Ooh, you, you, Lamar Miller? Yeah, I don't like that pick. But I got Lamar Miller in the third mm. round, ninth player. That makes him the 35th player drafted, and he ended up running back Yeah, but, but, but the next two running backs is where you, you hit home big time. With, yes. With, with Sony Michelle and Marlon Mack. Cooper Cup, Mike Williams were, would have been my starting two running back wide receivers. Otherwise, I struggled kind of at the wide receiver spot. But between the three of us, that look that running back, that running back class ended up being. I made some great picks in that one, and people fucking hated on my running back picks there. Well, my my team actually looks horrifically bad because of my running backs. You selected in yours. You were a best available guy. You got Fournette. You got Burkhead. Aaron Jones was okay. That's not good. I beat you over here. This guy, and and I'll say in the zero running back strategy that Bullfrog took in this draft, people loved your running back selections. Here they are. Marshawn Lynch, C.J. Anderson, who, yes, in the last few weeks has been great. Ty Montgomery, Corey Clement, and Deonta Foreman. Here's what I have to say about this mock. I think it's a perfect show that I think zero RB and RB heavy are both flawed strategies. Yeah. I I don't think my team is bad as you still say. 
Because Fonte your running backs, great. But the rest of your team, Sucks. pretty shitty. Not too great. My non-running backs, pretty good. Yes. My running backs, fucking shitty. So yeah. I think it shows you got to go, you know, go RB, RB. And then start fucking and finding other pieces. this is what we said after every one of these. Yeah. You have to be flexible. Go with the flow. Uh, lastly, and this was my favorite call. This might this might just be because I'm a Bears fan, but when we were picking our initial playoff picks, I went out on a limb talking about the NFC North, and I said, after you said Green Bay was going to win that division, I said, you know what? I will, I will, I'll bet the Green Bay Packers finish third in the division. <laughs> Guess what, guys? Third in the division. Not for the same reason I thought. I thought yeah. it was going to be because there were going to be two playoff teams out of this division. That didn't fucking happen. Well, it's still a pretty good division. It, it, was it a good division? The Vikings are still a good team. They were Do you really okay. want to play fucking Aaron Rodgers? They were okay. You know, I, I will remind you, Kirk Cousins' ratings or rankings are, wait, hang on, record against yeah. winning teams. Pretty bad. One nine and one now in the last couple of years. Okay, that's not good. Um, the Vikings, I think, will be a better team next year. I hope so. The Bears, the Bears shouldn't shouldn't, shouldn't be any worse. I expect the Lions. Oh, be they better. certainly. Will, the Bears are certainly not going to win uh, twelve games. No, Trubisky, Michael Trubisky's garbage. <laughs> yeah, the Bears should still win ten plus games. I hope so. And their record was pretty. I mean, their schedule was relatively easy. Super easy, season, yeah. Especially at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Guys, let's end this episode really quickly with a. Uh, a really brief, I know we're going to take a lot of time off here, but people are at this point thinking about their dynasty teams, uh, what they could do, starting to make trade offers, trying to start formulating that dynasty team. You and I are going to start that conversation pretty soon as well. So let's have a quick. Would you rather? Just real quick, we're going to run through a handful of would you rathers. We're thinking dynasty here, guys. Okay, so this is long-term assets on your team. Let's start at the wide receiver position right at the top. If you're thinking dynasty, which one of these four wide receivers would you most like to have on your team? Odell Beckham Jr., Devontae Adams, uh, Hopkins, or Michael Thomas? Oh, jeez. <laughs> which one would you rather have? Which one? All young guys. Who's all number three, Hopkins? All talented. Yep. If you're looking to build... A dynasty ah. roster. Who do you want to to anchor your wide receiving core? This is interesting to me for a couple I of reasons. I got my here. answer. So I don't have my answer yet, but this is the reason why this is very interesting. Two of those guys have by far the the best quarterbacks. Sure. Also the the older quarterbacks. Exactly. Odell Price, in my mind, still has the most high ceiling. No, um, I don't think so. But his quarterback sucks, sucks. <laughs> and it's going to change here in the short term. And Hopkins might have the most stability to it. Um, I, I probably would still, if I, again, if, I, if I'm winning now, I, I'm still probably taking Adams. Adams, okay. Hopkins. Easy peasy. That, that was my second well, pick. You, right you, I mean, you've been vocal about Hopkins being the best wide receiver in the league. And just Breeze, how many years you got left? Right. Not many. Rodgers, you know, he's middle 30, 35, 36. 36. Again, no, 35, you're right. Outdoors. Again, obviously Adams was steady and solid, and I think the talent's there. I don't think it's I don't think Adams' talent is in the class of Beckham, Hopkins, and Thomas, personally. Uh and yeah, Watts is gonna be around with Hopkins longer and he feeds What's the, the beast. age difference. How old's Hopkins? 
he won the national championship with fucking Watson he's like three years old. ago. He might have been in the league one extra year than Watson. He's probably been in for four. He's probably 25, 26. 26, 27. DeAndre Hopkins is 26.6 years old. So he'll be 27 going to the end of next Thomas year. Thomas has got to be 25. Yep. Odell's got to be 25. They're, they're all young. Right? They're, they're all the same. They're all, they're all, they're all fucking about the same. I'd go Hopkins, number one. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm Yeah, it's tough, man. They're all right there. I think you'd have to go Adams, two. Probably Adams, two. Thomas. I might Thomas have Odell on four, man. You probably would, would just because of the inconsistency. And, and the unknown We talked about it before, early in the about consistency. Back, that's not Beckham. No. No consistency at all. And and Thomas was great early. He kind of had a little lull. I feel like towards the end of the season, then in the postseason, he's been a fucking monster again. But yeah, all right. So let's look at two running backs who are really surprising for some people this year for very different reasons. Going into your dynasty 2019, which of these two running backs would you rather have? Two young guys, Leonard Fournette or Philip Lindsay. Oh, <laughs> Um, I've got to answer this. You uh, do. Lindsay might have a longer. Um, he might have more. He might have the team might be more buying bought into Lindsay. Uh, and, and be willing to run the ball and give and use him. Uh, you versus, say might be. Might we be just saw to. what happens when the team took away Fournette's all of Fournette's bonuses. And I know. We'll just cut his contract in half. Yeah, so it was interesting to me. Fournette, Fournette's at a crossroads right now in, in his career, right? Like, he, he either is going to become uh, the worse than Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. or or he's going to be who? What, what, what is, who, who is, who is Fournette's comp, I guess? It's not Melvin Gordon next year. Who is it? Is it? Is it is it Chris? Car- I mean, it's higher than Chris Carson, right? <laughs> Marlon Mack, maybe ish. Uh, I think I would much rather have Mack. I would much rather have Mack than yeah. But the question is, Lindsay or Fournette? I, I would. I would do everything I could to trade them to someone that <laughs> likes them. I pro- and not want those either of those guys to be my dynasty cornerstones. Probably Lindsay. If I if those are my dynasty cornerstones, I'd probably be a douche and walk away from the, <laughs> walk <laughs> away from the dynasty. If, I have a question for you guys in Dynasty. Do, do, I look at it as, I'm trying to win now for the next four years. And after that, I guess I'm going re, to rebuild my team. I'm, I'm looking at three. Three mm-hmm. years is what I'm looking at, right? I, if, two or three. If you look beyond that, like then you're wasting two, yes. right? But you do have to consider the future. And and we talked about this earlier in the show. There's draft capital with Fournette, even though they're, they've, they've lost some of that contractual obligation. Lindsay's got none. Lindsay presumably has a really short rope, but damn it, this kid has he ran hard done continuously. Everything that the team's asked, and I can't imagine Fangio, assuming he's going to have two, three years there, yeah. is going to do anything but run the ball. Right. Pretty nasty broken arm, though. I hear like a yeah. spiral type fucking it's broke, it's broken arm. Though. Easy enough. All right, here's another two wide receivers for you guys. Both of these wide receivers missed time this season. Uh, they're very different kind of guys. One is presumably the one on his team. The other is the three on his team. But I still think it's a valid question. Do you like Alshon Jeffrey or Cooper Cup on your dynasty roster? 
If I have to answer this first, I would I would choose Cooper Cup. Good I, because we have him on our. Well, I like I, honestly that I'm on that that's I'm buying the Sean McVay thing. Sean McVay is going to score put a point. That's what he does. I I don't think Goff's a good quarterback. I think he he's a system, and I think Cup fits that system. Yeah. Uh, cup, easy easy Cup. All right, let's go two young quarterbacks, two young stud quarterbacks that nobody would argue with you uh, about them being. Very good at the position. If you've got to pick one for your dynasty roster, who do you take, Andrew Luck or uh, Deshaun Watson? Andrew Luck, hands down. Because he, he's white. No, because he's when he's healthy, you you saw what he does. Very good. Very yes. good. Yeah, how many times did you bet against Andrew Luck at the beginning of the year? Too many. Too many. Way too many. Just put, puts up points. What he does. Yeah. That's a tough one. You love the upside of Watson's ground game, especially this year. He really came out with that. Uh, That's golden fantasy football. Yeah. God, I mean, Andrew Luck is the better quarterback, and as far as winning football games, I'd rather have Andrew Luck. But for fantasy football, maybe it's Deshaun Watson. Okay. They're not going to have as good of running game. (laughs) They're – I mean – I just feel like the Colts are going to be in situations in the future to be a better football team where they're winning games. Like, shit, look what happened when they won 10 out of 11. Marlon Mack was a fucking wrecking ball because they were winning games. Luck didn't have to throw it 50 times a game like he did in the first six weeks. Deshaun Watson, I don't see if that's in the Texans' future with a running game like that and being able to be winning games all the time. So, to me, fantasy-wise, he might be the guy that's Going to score you more points. I have two concerning, way. two concerning things there. One is Luck, when he when he was healthy before his shoulder surgery. I mean, he was always in the top top five with touchdowns. You saw it again this year. Right. Concerned about Watson a little bit. Um, we you you brought it up again. Go back to your statement about being able to read zone defenses. Fucking, well, that was Zeke, or that was. Back, I know what but, it was, yeah. and fucking Watson well, also looked it, like right. shit. Right, right. And as good as Hopkins is. That team looked terrible in that playoff yeah. game. And, and that's part of it, too. I mean, he's not as good with Fuller out. Mm-hmm. When Fuller's out, what else do they have? You know, Kiki Kuti and these, but it changed these that guys. Offense. No tight end, really. Yeah. Change uh, that offense. Yeah. So, I mean, it's probably bad to bet against Luck, but. You're going to do it again? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't learned your lesson just yet. I like it. One second. All right, guys. These next two guys, this is our last question we're going to ask. These are. Uh, a little further down on the list, um, two guys that both have new coaching staffs coming in, perhaps questionable coaching staffs coming in, uh, both of them relatively young, neither of them have had the opportunity yet that they necessarily need to be as successful as they need to be, and they play different positions, so this is kind of going to go a little bit toward where you value these positions at. I've got a wide receiver, that's Christian Kirk in Arizona, I've got a running back, Kenyon Drake in Miami. If you've got to take one of these. And these two guys are right now, right now in Dynasty, pretty closely ranked. So if you're drafting, these guys are probably both going to be available in your round 7, 8, somewhere around there. Which one of these two do you take and lean on for your fantasy purposes? Where's Kenyon again? Miami as of now. Yeah. Who's going to get Brian Flores? If I had to right now, I probably would go Kirk. Not because I like Kingsbury. Um, I, I'm, I'm, Not because you like Josh Rosen, the worst quarterback <laughs> yeah, in the who league. Who looked like shit. Um, 
I'm buying into a young receiver, hoping that he pans out. I mean, that that I, I don't have, I don't have a lot of faith in Kenyon Drake, to be honest with you. Yeah, ugh. <laughs> I think I think you I think you're right, and you have to try the Kirk route because you know who knows if Larry's even going to be back, and Kirk could just be right there to take over the number one spot. And I feel like there's more unknown there. And with Drake, you kind of you kind of see what he's got. Yes. You know, he's got some big play potential, but is anyone ever going to trust him to be the the bell cow? Ah, it doesn't look like it, but maybe maybe he finds the right situation. This, go, this well, comes it's, down to... It's funny you say that, because most running backs, you figure that out in the first year or two if they're going right. to be a bell cow running back. And if they're not that by now, that they're never going to be. There's not too many priest homes of the world. Yeah, not many. Very few and far between. So this, I, I like these two guys specifically because, you know, Christian Kirk was starting to come on before he got hurt. He was starting to do really well um, in games before he got hurt, but we're going to have a whole new offensive regime. Who knows? And Kenyon Drake, there is no doubt that every single time Kenyon Drake's been giving any kind of opportunity, he has capitalized and done really well. The problem is that he's played for Adam Gase for years, who has, for whatever fucking reason, decided he did not want Drake. Maybe it's because in practice he's proven he can't do it over the course of 20 touches again. We don't know that because he's never said that. Um, so a new coaching staff coming in, maybe they say, hey, look, Talent, let's give the ball to the talent, most talented player in our backfield. And that would be Kenyon Drake on that team as of right now. Maybe he's just really dumb. He could just be a <laughs> you fucking know, just a moron. fucking dumbass that can't do much right other than run fast. So these are these are two guys that, as of right now, the presumption is going into next season, you know, there's potential for both of them, but there's a lot of tumult around them. Who knows what's going to fucking happen? You have to kind of pick one of these guys that you just believe more in their talent, and let's see what happens with their opportunity. Some of the things I, I guess I would say is you can you can find good receivers on bad teams. It's hard right. to find yeah, good running backs and bad teams. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Kalen Balaj steps in as the number one yeah. running back who's, next year. Who's the Chiefs starting running back right now? Damian Williams. Where's he from? Damian. Miami. 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 Right. <laughs> I mean, all right, guys, that's it. Look for the last time for the next several months. We're gonna send you out with this. Well, and don't forget that you do need to uh, show my driveway for February for that bet. Which one? Baker, well, that starts Baker tomorrow. Tomorrow. That starts tomorrow. I just too. took a shot for that fucking bet. <laughs> yeah. God damn. That starts tomorrow, but it's not it's February. Fe- oh, February. February. Look, before we leave, uh, it, we'll be back in seven to eight weeks. Check us out. If you've subscribed on Podbean, you don't need to go find us. Our show will come to you. Uh, we do have, as of a couple of days ago, a website. That website is yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com because we didn't want to pay to get rid of the Weebly. You can check it out. We'll be putting stuff up there slowly over the course of this offseason. I want you to go to iTunes and write us a review. Tell us we're doing a good job and you want us back. I think we're still trying to convince Wiz that we should even come back next year. Bullfrog's all in because he's got nothing better to do with his time. No friends. But uh, Wiz, Wiz is fighting it a little bit. It's his uh, seasonal affective disorder telling him that he should just hide in his basement all day. So get on there. Tell us that we're, we're what we're doing is working for you. We know it's working for D-Rock. We haven't heard from the rest of you. You can hit us up on the email at any time, yourfootballfantasy at gmail.com. Otherwise, you need to fuck off for like two months, guys. So we're, long, we're done. Suckers.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, and share our Facebook page, and leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.